All right, what is going on? This is episode number 35 of the First and Frame Rates podcast, and today I have my co-host Bills with me. If you don't know who I am already, I'll let you know again. I am Silent Gamer, also known as VF, Virtual Footballer, VF Baller. It's all the same. That's my Twitter handle. You can catch me on there. And Bills, you can catch him at, at Bills Fourth, and he's going to let everybody know how he feel today. What's going on, Bo? Yeah, man, chilling, man. Let's watch this uh very interesting week of football to say the least and um you know had some things going on off the field that were equally as interesting so definitely going to talk about those things but other than that yeah just diving into these games fifa beta not the beta but the trial came out today so yes it's a good day yeah i think it's that overall i think it's a pretty good day well pretty good time for sports titles contrary to a lot of people uh beliefs at this point but um, we'll we'll dwell into that as well. Um, but first, we're definitely going to talk about real sports. We're going to talk about the NFL. Don't mm-hmm. have much to say about college football this week. Everything pretty much went status quo. Yeah. Um, Georgia did jump to number two. Alabama blew out a team. Georgia blew out a team. Um, Clemson blew out my Georgia Southern Eagles. Well, they, they didn't necessarily blow them out because they could have beat them worse than what they did. But um, the defense of Georgia Southern actually got two interceptions off of uh, Clemson. But at the end of the day, Clemson have too many good people on defense and held us to seven points. Um, a lot of freshmen from Georgia actually, um, yeah, a lot of freshmen from Georgia Southern actually stepped up, did their job. But it was a thirty-eight to seven route. I kind of expected them to lose, but not. I thought I actually thought it'd be bigger. But at the end of the day, they got fried. They, the Eagles looked like chickens that day. But um, at the end of the day, um, what do you talk expect? about FSU too, man? Good God! I, I don't even want to talk about the Seminoles. I, I have DJ's not here to defend himself. Uh, dumpster fire, man. Yeah, and DJ's not here to defend himself. That's DJ's team, and congrats to DJ. DJ is pretty much um, he's gonna be on a hiatus for a while. He he's really entrenched in, into his new job, basically you could say his career. Uh, he will be on the podcast from time to time, but just not on a regular basis. Um, like I said before, we all regular guys just happen to do a podcast, do commentary. We don't necessarily revolve everything around this podcast, that, but when we do the podcast, it's basically because we really, really want to do it. But we have regular lives, and that's how it goes. Uh, so shout out to DJ. And um, not only that, um, where do you want to start first with these real with the real NFL topics? I mean, let's just uh, let's let's start with the Steelers. Okay, uh, we already know about the Le'Veon Bell situation. Um, that sure. that ain't that, getting no better. It ain't getting no better. It's all over the place. Um, the Steelers um, tied with the Browns. They lost to the Chiefs, so the team uh-huh. itself is not doing too well as far as on the field. Now you have the situation about Antonio Brown. Um, quote unquote wanted to be traded, but um. I don't think he necessarily requested one, but just the optics of everything just looking weird. Uh, I don't know what to say about the team in general. Um, you could probably look at a situation where the Steelers are possibly going just basically they're 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 playing they're they're going backwards, to, just to say the least. Um, what what are your thoughts about them? My thoughts, um, my thoughts are pretty simple. I think that lineman, uh, not pouncy, but. I think his name is Ramon Foster. Yeah. Yeah, he's looking really stupid right now. 
Yeah, I, I didn't even talk about. That. I didn't even add that to the fire. I mean, the, the linemen are just all over the place. There, a lot of in-house stuff is basically coming out, and it, it's, it's like you're throwing. But it's okay. You you throw Le'Veon Bell under the bus, okay, right. and then you have you have one performance where Connor, you know, nobody really game planned for him. He had a pretty good day. I like James Connor, but let's be honest, like he's not Le'Veon Bell. Um, you have Foster trying to compare his salary to Le'Veon Bell's salary, which to me is laughable. And, you know, now your team is, is what, I guess, zero, one, and one? Like, y'all y'all shouldn't have Le'Veon Bell come out y'all's mouths in any negative light. Okay, and then you got um, this former Steelers employee saying, well, Tony Brown's lucky he played with Big Ben. He wouldn't be shit without him, basically, is what he's saying. Yeah, yeah he's like, too. well, trade me and find out. <laughs> yeah, this, this, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's Tomlin, it, and then you got Tomlin. Tomlin's I I, I even, even worse. I don't even want to talk about Tomlin because Tomlin is, he talks a good game, but I'm going to be quite honest. I'm not sure if he's actually capable of holding a team together. No, he's delusional. I, I, because it, it, because I mean, he it, thinks this all, shit is going to disappear. Yeah, it's all on the up and up when you're actually winning games. But when, right. you know. I, I don't all know. that rah-rah stuff is nice when you have Le'Veon Bell there. Okay, but I mean, for not him even, to not, sit, even that, not even that. Let's talk about prior to that. Look at the leadership that was there prior to that. The Hans Wars, the James Ferrier. The, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you had those type of Troy Palomalu. Uh, oh. What was the other? James Harrison. You had mm-hmm. guys there that was just leaders. So it's like, are we really going to say it was? I'm not trying to make even Ryan say, Clark. Yeah, Ryan Clark. I'm not trying to say putting any dispersions on Mike Tomlin because he's a great coach. But look who was there, and some of those guys were there prior to him even being there. So it's and, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Is it really Mike Tomlin? I mean, because right now things are falling apart, and he's like you said, he's looking delusional. He's like, yeah, he's because it's like, okay, like he says, you know, I don't really talk to, I don't, I don't really pay attention to that social media stuff. It's irrelevant. Yeah, but social media is the reason why one of your players, your best player, currently didn't show up to work on Monday. Right. And the thought around your franchise right now is the fact that y'all don't appreciate the players who are winning games for you. Yet, Big Ben continues to be coddled, even not knowing whether he wants to play game to game. Um, He gets coddled while A.B. and Le'Veon Bell are looked at as expendable. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I I can agree with that. And they're in the wrong division to be doing this. No, because, I mean, even the Cleveland Browns are looking respectable right now. These guys aren't losing games looking bad. You know right. what I'm saying? I mean, you can say what you want about the Browns. The Browns are going to be the Browns. Yeah, because their front office is just their front office. But those guys that are playing for the Browns right now are playing really good football. They're just coming on the short end of the stick. They're not playing, quote-unquote, Cleveland Browns football and everybody's fumbling and bumbling. So And the Bengals are first right now. Yeah, the Bengals Looking are first, pretty good. and the Ravens are always going to be the Ravens compared to the Steelers. You already know how that rivalry goes. Yep. So it's like right about now. I mean, I'm I, I don't even want to go that to go this early because I want to wait till at least week four or five to do this. But these guys could easily see themselves in last place at the end of the season. I would say I would say right now. I mean, we're going into what week four? It's nut cutting time, bro. Yeah. I mean, you. It, it's at this point if you go o two and one. 
That's not good. No, it isn't. It's, it's I mean, not, it's, it's not it's not good yeah. to have a tie anyway. But I mean, that's just a different story. But, and uh, if you lose that division, you're looking at yourself being on the outside looking in with the rest of the wild cards. Because I can guarantee you, at least one of those wild card teams would probably be about ten and six. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I don't know, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all should be. Y'all should be giving Le'Veon whatever he wants right about now. Obviously, you can't well, re-sign I, him I, to. They, they can't, uh, they, yeah, they can't. Re- I think it's past the deadline to actually re-sign yeah. him for what they wanted, what the franchise tag is. They're gonna have to restructure everything, and and I don't. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. It'd be great for being on the field because he's just that talented, but mm-hmm. it's almost getting to the point where that him himself it may not make it repairable. In in in, in it, you can make a case and probably make it worse. Well, I mean, I saw an article that was titled uh, "The Steelers Are Removing Every uh, Everything Having to Do with Him from the Franchise." Uh, started with the depth chart. Now, I guess they're removing him from maybe uh, you know game day magazines or previews that they hand out. It's uh, so it's getting ugly. So basically, we're possibly looking at you know Le'Veon Bell just going to be a straight free agent at the end of the year. That's it, and they're not going to get nothing for him. No, that's that's what they deserve. Exactly. That, that's what they deserve. Yeah, I mean, like, these teams are gonna learn. These teams are gonna learn. You you can't I, players I, win, man. I mean, this is this could have been so easy if you don't want to sign him, trade him. They could have did that. They could have done that last year. They could have done it the year before. Yeah. Now now you're listening, looking at a situation now where this guy wants 17, 18. Basically, he wants he wants Adrian Peterson type money from Adrian Peterson ten, well, eight years ago, and I don't it, blame him. Right, and yeah. everything thought it was fu- everybody thought it was funny. The first two quarters of that uh, Steelers game, well, James Conner looking real good right now. Le'Veon Bell's watching the game, probably feeling some type of way. Le'Veon Bell don't give a fuck. No, okay, and, and that's what I'm saying. They're, they're, they're missing the point. It's, it's not even about. Who's performing on the field, or can right. Le'Veon Bell want to perform? Le'Veon Bell feels like he's just that talented. He wants to be paid and want to feel security for the rest exactly. of his career. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with players wanting to get paid. It it that it is what it is. They're putting their body on the line, especially with that position. They're putting their body on the line, and all these other rules that have been changed about tackling people. Now you can't tackle up top. Guess what? Mm-hmm. Most people are going to go now. They're going to go for the legs, and if they go for the yep. legs, and if they, and if he tears his ACL, if if um if uh, Mar- uh not uh what's the guy named Lattimore that was playing for South Carolina, if one yep. of those situations happened to him, he's done for the rest of his life. And then on top of that, you're trying to underpay him at the same time. He has no security. Nope. So I I, I get it, but I mean I I always I still will sit on the side of what we talked about a couple of podcast uh, episodes ago. Todd Gurley fucked that up for him. I I, I hate to say yeah. it, but he did. And I don't blame him. I don't blame the Rams because they need their guy. But I I can see where that possibly made the Steelers like, you know what? You're going to take this. And yeah. then I don't think it's right, but it's business at the end of the day. But Todd Gurley is not 100% the issue. It, it's, a, it's a factor because of his signing, but I don't think that's the main issue because they could have did this for Le'Veon two years ago. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because as soon as I saw, because like I said with Devontae Freeman, when he got signed for his contract, it was based on the fact that Le'Veon was going to get paid big bucks. And I get it because certain players set the market for other players. But 
the Rams just bucked the system, and when they did that, it undercut what it un, it it, made, it gave the Steelers the leverage to say, you know what, all right, we're gonna do this. And it, it's fucked up on both ends because now that team is spiraling, and um, Le'Veon's not gonna be able to play this year. But I promise you, next year when he actually gets to walk, I can see him going to another team, and he's probably gonna get maybe seventeen mil minimum. And we didn't plan on talking about this, but um, just for a second, John Gruden. I don't want to talk about him. You can go ahead and say what you got. To do. I have nothing to say about that guy. I, 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 you, you, you I mean, talk there, about, you there are talk, plenty of things I can say, but I'll just you, sum it up. You want to? No, you want to talk about a coach that that that's lost in two thousand three? Yep. I mean, he, the game has passed him by, and it shows. It's mm-hmm. not. This is not basketball. Basketball no. coaches could do the shit that John Gruden's trying to do. Like right now, Phil Jackson could go and coach a team, and it probably might be the worst team, and he could probably get forty or fifty wins out of them because his system works. It's just a game of basketball. The bullshit he's trying to pull—that's just not going to work, and you see it now. But I, I don't. It started. Go. It started with Marquette King. Yeah. It went to Mart uh, Martavis Bryant. Yep, and they're trying to sign him back. And now they're trying to get him back, right? Yeah. And 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 now it's it's it's. I mean, come on. The obvious one's Clil Mack. Let me tell you something. I and me and you were me and you and NYKia. Shout out to him, Mister. Don't want to come on our podcast. But um, <laughs> shout out to NYK. We we talked about this where I was on board with the trade. Now I'm be honest, I was because I thought it was just straight up Clil Mack for mm-hmm. two first rounders. I I understand how talented Khalil Mack is, you were trying to beat me over the head with it. But I, <laughs> and, and you were you was that you're like, no, you don't do it. I was like, I get it. Right. I understand where you come from. Two yeah. first rounders for Khalil Mack, maybe something going on behind the scenes, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a fair trade. But when I found out there was other picks involved, I was like, nah, the Raiders just absolutely got robbed. And, and they just showed it. The, the Green Bay game showed it easily. And I'm not even talking about the game after that when they when the Bears played. Who they play? The, uh, uh, the Seahawks. Seahawks. I don't even want to talk about that game. I'm just talking about the Green Bay game alone, even though they end up losing that game. Khalil Mack was not the reason why they lost. Man, let me tell you something. John Gruden woke up a man that didn't need to be woken up. Yeah, he, I should, mean, he should have stayed on ESPN. He should have stayed on ESPN. Jesus Christ. I, I just – he's so great, man. Like, like Khalil Mack is – he's just – he's on another level. He really is. He's just – he's on – Another level. Aaron Donald's good. Aaron Donald's really good. Aaron, Don- Aaron Donald's good at disrupting the line. Yeah. Khalil Mack is g- great at disrupting plays. In very few people will you find great at everything. I, I, I'll be honest. I was I, I was young because I was a, I, before I became a Falcons fan. And, uh, I know people. Oh, you jumped on the band. No, I was a, I became a Falcons fan in '93 when they sucked. <laughs> they, mm-hmm. they sucked then. But when I was growing up and I first got on the football, I was a 49ers fan. Mm-hmm. But I used to watch LT as a kid, and I thought LT, and to this day, I, he's still one of the greatest defensive players I've ever seen. Yep. But Khalil Mack is just like, a not, as of right now, I can't say an entire career. Right now, uh-huh. Khalil Mack is looking like a step or three above LT right now. And see, and people are going to jump down your throat about it, but this is the thing, though. Okay, 
LT was a guy that you couldn't game plan for. He was as disruptive as they come. But imagine being a guy that was as disruptive as they come and a guy you can't game plan for, and he can drop back into coverage. I mean, come on. That strip sack he had against the Packers, he he chipped Randall Cobb off the line, jammed him, came, and pretty much set the edge for the play. You don't, and then you, you don't let coach, the quarterback. It's crazy. You bro. don't coach stuff like that. No, you, that you strip, don't. That strip sack, that particular strip sack, you don't coach. You, you coach. You coach all the other ones, and they just tell you, "Oh, just knock his hand or knock the arm." No, right. the way he strip sacked that ball, that's not coachable. No, you don't coach no. that. No. Hey, hey, shout out to NBA 2K back on the Dreamcast. That used to be the motto: "You can't coach that." <laughs> but no, you can't coach that. That was that. That's a thing of beauty, and it's nothing to take away from LT. It's just that. It's just that with Khalil Mack, he's just. It's like he took the playbook of LT and just brought the athleticism of players today, and just right. added on. And, and LT was he was okay in coverage, but he's not as good as Khalil Mack. That's why yeah. he's like he's like two or three steps above LT right now. He keeps yeah, we his- would never take anything away from LT, but also in this day and age. When you got so many different blocking schemes that have evolved to take away one guy and he still puts up those numbers, right? LT came around during a time where football was advancing, but as far as blocking techniques, it, it, it wasn't basic, but it was it was yeah. it it was enough to make you still have to think. It but right. it was nowhere near to where it is now. He was bullying guys one on one, even right. if you tried to funnel another lineman over there in zone block him, it still wasn't going to work. But even back then, there weren't really that many, you know, strategies as far as blocking to have that happen where you can kind of minimize his destruction because that's just how teams lined up back in the day. Okay. Two tight ends. Okay. And, yeah. No, no, I got you. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's how teams lined up back then, so – LT in this era, I think he would be better at coverage than he was. So you might be looking at them being pretty much the same player, except LT was way faster and explosive, more explosive. Um, but as far as Khalil Mack's technique, he's just great at everything. Yeah, I, I, I just easy. I mean, you're you're almost talking about one A and one B because it's, it's not taking nothing away from LT because he played in the '80s and and back then it was more rough shot one on one man to man. I mean, that's just the way it was. It wasn't that mm-hmm. many schemes. Double team pass blocking was there, but it, there was nowhere near the way it's set up now. I mean, there's some plays. There's some plays now where a guard from the other side of the line have to come over just to just to try to confuse the lineman or to uh, confuse the the linebacker. They didn't have. They didn't really have it like that back then because those schemes just wasn't there. It, it, there's just certain things that just it just makes things more impressive for Khalil Mack the way that he just pulls things the way he does his technique and the way he plays the game like I said well like you said with LT in this game today he would adapt easily because the thing about the defense is all about instinct mm-hmm. those things you can't coach like we talked about with with Khalil Mack the things he's done you can't mm-hmm. coach the things that he that he's doing this year you can't coach wow. the things that he's done the past three four years He's, I mean, even back in college, I mean, you we saw the game we were playing against Ohio State. Clearly, he was the best game player against Ohio State. And Ohio State that year had like six or seven guys going to pros. Buffalo had nobody, right? But him and he and everybody saw that game basically got him in the NFL. 
Mm-hmm. That game against Ohio State because he was like killing it with the sorry ass team. But let, let let's just jump to the coach. Um, how long do you think they jump? First of all, how many games do you think? Um, I'm about to say Denver. How many games do you think that the Raiders are going to win? And how long do you think John Gruden is going to be the coach? John Gruden is going to be on a very, 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 very long leash because of the fact that, um, you know, Al Davis liked him. His son likes him. Uh, yeah, people haven't really been calling for his head yet as much as I expected uh, from that's, the Raiders fan, point, fan base. Yeah, the Raiders fan base. I'm surprised they haven't because they're pretty much rabid. They're they're rabid right. fans. I'm surprised that they haven't. But this is ten years, one hundred million dollars, yo. Yeah. So I mean, um, I give him. A, I mean, he's gonna make it through the season. I don't think they're gonna win more than seven games, but who knows? They can make a move and get a pass rusher. Nah, six and ten, bro. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. But I just think, you know, 6-7, and 7-9, and nine, somewhere around there. They're uh, not going to be the transformative team that we thought they were going to be. That's for damn sure. They, they got 6-10 and 10 written all over them right now. I, I, I'm, yeah. being, I'm, I'm being – I ain't going to say I'm being generous. I, I think that's accurate. I think I think, I think – and people are going to kill me for this, and that's fine. But I think the first three quarters of that game against the Rams, that's the best they're going to play this year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you on that. I don't think he gets any better than that. And they that. didn't play very well. So that just shows, I mean, you know. Let's let, let's let's jump to another um, another team that made a big move outside of the Raiders. Uh, well, the, Brown, the Bears. Josh Gordon left the Browns, and he's jumped mm-hmm. over to the Patriots. Um, yes. Yes, he has. Yeah, I, I, I. I, I, I can't say yay or nay. I can't say it's instant. I can't say it's instant. Uh, uh, instant W, because I know Josh Gordon's talent. I know Bill Belichick his pedigree. I just need to know if Josh Gordon's gonna be in line. If he's in line, absolutely. But the jury's out on that because I know. I'm not sure if he's ready for that, but if he is, watch out. I mean, yeah, and that's the thing. As far as we know, he's been sober for. A while now. Um, I think having something to play for is going to motivate him. That's what I'm talking about. That's the the pedigree that I'm talking about. If they push that on him and let him know what they stand for and if he's going to roll, he'll he'll, he'll flourish. But right Right. now, he's been down so long with the Browns, he'd be like, "Uh," you know what I mean? And that's the thing. I I I think when it comes down to it, it's kind of like Randy Moss. Obviously, Randy Moss didn't have the discipline issues, but as far as going to a team that actually wants you and right. going to a team where you actually, you know, you actually want to play there, you have something to play for, you know, obviously the Patriots are a Super Bowl contender every year. Um, I think that's going to be a positive for him. Obviously, playing with Tom Brady, greatest of all time. I think he's going to have a lot to play for. He, I don't know if he's going to play this Sunday, but... By the time Edelman gets back, he would have already played at least one game. Uh, to see him and Gronk on the field at the same time is going to be scary for a lot of defenses if they can ever get that together. I, my, um, my thing is, you, with the Patriots, you're going to know right away if it works. Yep. That's one thing I know about the Patriots. You will know, and they will cut bait with you if you don't 
fall in line. I mean, look at Chad Johnson. Mm-hmm. Chad Johnson came to the Patriots and they went to that was he was in the Super Bowl that year, but they knew that it, it didn't work out. Look at Randy Moss before he left. Yeah, I mean they, you'll know right away day one if it works out. You know? And the key is gonna be because he was in practice today. I don't. I mean, I, it, it seemed like it went well. Um, but the thing to me is gonna be they have to adjust their psyche of play calling to adjust to an all-pro athlete like him. You yeah. can't expect him to run these dummy routes. and It's not what he does. You have to adjust your play calling to fit what he does because that's just how great he is as a receiver. We've seen it. I mean, the dude had damn near 1,000 yards in eight games. Another year he had 1,300 in like 12 games. He's a monster. Right. So, they just, like I said, they just need to instill it in him what they're about. Yeah. He, 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 I mean, you got to think about it. He came from Baylor. He had troubles. Mm-hmm. He went to the Browns. He had troubles. Yeah. I don't think he's ever really been on a team where it was just, look, we're out here to win games, and this is what we're going to do. Because yeah. if you look back at the Baylor situation, those guys are winning games with a bunch of uh, with a bunch of criminals. Damn it, yeah. I mean, uh, outside, Damn everybody of, yeah, outside of RG3 and Bryce Petty, I mean, everybody was like criminals. I mean, they, they, I mean, like uh, Art Brown still haven't recovered from that. Mm-hmm. Coach Art Brown still haven't recovered. So, um, you know, so I, I, I'm like I said, if he played as soon as he get on the field, we're going to know. There's yeah. not going to be no easing him in because Belichick has that type of he has that type of game plan that you will know right away. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for goodness sakes, they picked up a running back, and all of a sudden, the running back runs for 130 yards. And you're like, where'd that come from? You will know right away. Yeah. So that that is um, that's gonna be interesting. I hope he plays this week because I'm definitely gonna be up on that. All right, we're gonna pick one game apiece. Okay. What game surprised you this week? And um, we'll just go from there. Do you what have game any game surprised me? NFL, we don't care about college because everybody got blown yeah. out in college. Um, there were a couple. I'm trying to pick one. Mine's gonna, be, mine's would... gonna be obvious, and we, we, you're gonna know mine. Mine's gonna be very obvious when we get to it. <laughs> um, honestly, the Dolphins. Dolphins beat the Jets. Dolphins beat the Jets to score. Oh, hold on. Uh, I just had it right. Oh, yeah. 20 to 12. My, yeah. wife, my wife, my wife, her grandmother is a Dolphins fan. I mean, she's a true diehard Dolphins. I mean, she's a grandmother. She's been around for a long time. She mm-hmm. she witnessed the undefeated team. Right. So she, 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 she was there for the undefeated Miami Dolphins. So she's a big time and she was just so happy that they're starting off 2-0. and so, uh, That's what I'm saying. It's, it's surprising because I knew the defense would be okay. Losing Jarvis Landry, you wonder who they're going to go to. I'm guessing Kenny Stills is their number one receiver. Still got Devontae Parker, I think. So, I mean, it's, it's just a bit... <clears throat> excuse me. It's just a bit surprising that they're playing so well. The Jets... We're coming off of a pretty impressive. Wait, who did they play last week? Last week wasn't the Lions game. Who did they play last week? I'm about to find out now. I think was it? Oh, well, no, it was the Lions. Yeah. It was the so they were coming off an impressive win against the Lions, and I expected them to continue that, but 
obviously the Dolphins had uh, different yeah, plans. From what I see, it's like it looked like they pretty much tried to stymie them on defense from the stats that I've seen. Mm-hmm. But, um, then again, you know, Donald threw for over 300 yards, but he, he, he threw the ball 41 times. Yep. So, um, yeah, it, it looked like it was more of a defensive type struggle because um, they only got field goals pretty much. Well, no, they got one passing touchdown. They missed the P- um, PAT. And mm-hmm. then they got a couple field goals. So it was all. Uh, it was um it was okay for the Dolphins. I mean, really good, really good two and zero start. But you already know mine. I'm I'm elated with what the Falcons done. It mm-hmm. ain't it ain't the fact that they won the game. Right. These mofo's actually did something in the in the red zone. Thank I don't God. know. I don't know if, if somebody like just took the damn clipboard away from Scott. <laughs> I don't know if they told him to go to his room and don't come back. I don't know if somebody was playing the call. They were play call. That somebody was doing different play calls or whatever. But right. listen, four times in the red zone, mm-hmm. four touchdowns. Ryan ran. Ryan ran for two touchdowns, and he threw for two. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell's going on. I, I I I still think it's a fluke because of what's been going on for the past year and a half. Mm-hmm. I don't expect this to continue. I'm going to be honest, and I'm a Falcons fan. I'm a big-time Falcons fan. Like I said, I've been a Falcons fan since 93 um, after I left the 49ers. But um, Do you think it has anything with the, uh, to do with Devontae Freeman not being there? I think the offense was able to move inside the 20. I'm not talking about inside the red zone. I'm talking about inside the 20 from 20 on up back from the, between, you know, midfield. Yeah. Because I'm going I'm to say this. Tevin Coleman might be the better back suited for this offense. You saw yeah. it when you saw it when they played against the Eagles in the in, a, in the, um in the divisional game last year. This dude was he was averaging seven point three yards to carry, and after the middle of the third quarter, they stopped giving him the ball. It, it got to the point where them I, I I would always say this, and it was the dumbest play in the world. They had the fullback running the damn drag route at the two yard line. Yep, I don't get it. Devontae, not Devontae, but um, Tevin Coleman can catch. He can mm-hmm. run. He's faster than Tevin. I mean, he's faster than Devontae Freeman. Yep. It's it, it just he flows with the offense better, and it was put on. It, it was put on display again this past Sunday. I mean, right. I I can't say that they they signed the wrong running back because you know Devontae Freeman is still a good running back, but as far as this particular offense goes. Tevin Coleman looked like he's more suited for it. And unfortunately, it may become a situation where he's going to walk away from the Falcons for nothing just because they can't re-sign him because they don't have the money. Yeah. But, I mean, my thing, my, my takeaway from it is just, you know, Matt Ryan was 23 or 28, 272. I mean, that that's typical Matt Ryan numbers. But the fact that they actually did something in the red zone – and the defense stepped up pretty good, even though Keon O'Neal and Deion Jones are out. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I'm actually, I, I really wasn't worried about the defense too much. I knew that they would put up points. I mean, I know they'll they'll play decent defense even without those guys, because Dan Quinn got them in a pretty good position as far as def- defensively. It's, it's always been about the offense. I mean, ever since that, uh, you know, Shanahan left, and I saw what uh-huh. Sark, I saw what Sark starting to do. I was always worried about that, but. If they right. keep if they keep this up, they could be dangerous in the NFC. Cause that that's basically what their Achilles heel was, just a play calling and basically the play calling in the red zone. Just just ridiculous stuff. 
Mm-hmm. But that was my takeaway. It's not the fact that the Falcons won. It's the fact that they actually did the right thing and they, the play calling was perfect. And I also noticed that Matt Ryan is calling plays. He's changing plays, you know, in the game. But he, he still don't change the plays at the, in the red zone, but he's been, I saw him call a, a different, you know, call audibles for the first time in a long time. So yeah, I'm actually surprised at that. So like I said, it's not the fact that they won a loss. It's just the fact that I see some progress in their production. And that that right there take them a long way. Yeah, it's definitely a positive. Yeah, I mean, that's just the two things, the two games, or the games that surprised us. We're going to jump on to one more thing before we go. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about some gaming. 2K19, yes, got, 2K19 got patched. NBA Live fans are, are running, jumping ship off the off the game. Madden Ooh. has Madden hasn't been talked about lately. NHL and FIFA and PES are thriving. What do you want to talk about first? I mean, I think we got to talk about NBA 2K and NBA Live first because I think there's a common topic between those two games, which is the on-ball defense and shot contests, which I don't know why this is so complicated. So, okay. I'll give you a perfect example to shut this whole shot contest shit down once and for all. Everybody saw game six pretty much against the Spurs, the Heat. Um, Game six of the finals where Ray Allen was backing up to the corner. He took the three, right? Tony Parker put his – Tony Parker was standing there trying to contest it. Got you. Okay. If you're just standing there under somebody, not putting a hand up, not jumping to block the shot, that's not a contested shot. Right. 2K had that in the game that way at launch. Now it seems like it's gone back to you can stand under somebody, and because you're in the proximity of them, it's a contested shot. I don't like that. No, yeah, I agree. I don't like it. It takes either. the skill gap away. And if you're playing in park or pro am and that happens, you're going to be mad. So, they need to take the training wheels back off. People need to learn how to contest these shots, be in position to contest shots, and understand what a contested shot actually is because plenty of people stood under Michael Jordan while he took a fadeaway, and I'm pretty sure Michael Jordan didn't acknowledge that they were even there. I mean, MJ's fadeaway was just practiced so well. Right. Once he backed you down, there's nothing much you can do about it. You you had to, like, have – yeah, you gotta have like springs out this world just to even contest it because his fadeaway was just so, it was just so athletic, but it was smooth at the same time. But I mean, I don't even want to talk. Give me about one second, I'll be right back. Oh, go ahead. Well, while he's doing that, I'm just going to talk about my thoughts about uh, NBA 2K. Um, I I don't have an issue with the nerf or whatever the case may be. Um, I. It, I, it just seems like a lot of people were just complaining about it because they could not protect the ball. And it was so easy to do. And uh, my thing, I would just adapt. I'm mm-hmm. going to adapt to it because of what I have uh, been doing in these games mostly. I've been playing on the park. I've been playing right. with people. you know, And people. I've been trying to tell people as we play, yo, if you want to protect the ball, hold the left trigger. 
And some people actually caught on and they were actually like, oh, I didn't know that. It's like, no, because most of these guys pick up the game, buy a bunch of VC and don't learn how to play the game. They just feel like they could be Steph Curry all of a sudden. And that's the thing. If they make it, okay, if, if you got Kristaps Porzingis and you're using like the 05 fucking Nuggets or something and Earl Boinkins is defending him, just because Earl Boinkins is standing under him means that that's a contested shot. Makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, that's a, I, like my thing is, is I don't. I think they just need to get back to positioning. And as far as the nerfing of the game, uh, like I said earlier, I don't have an issue with it. I adapt to it. Um, I'm still having fun with it. I played it post patch. I'm not freaking out like everybody is. And and and, and that's the end of that. Speaking of freaking out, what's up with these NBA Live guys? They're like even their same pe- the people who are hyping the game are starting to hate on the game. Once again, I don't have an issue with that game either. Yes, we already know the shortcomings. I talked about it in the last podcast when I did a review on it. Mm-hmm. But still, the game is still playing okay. I think people are just, I think people are just getting tired and they're just down. They're just the hype is gone basically. But it's yeah. still, it's still a very good basketball game in my opinion. I just don't get it. I mean, people just, people are just looking for something to complain about. And at the end of the day, I mean, that's just the trend in sports gaming is. No matter how good the game is at launch, you got to complain about something or else you're not doing uh, what you usually do on your timeline, which is complain. So, um, you know, for the few of us that don't do it, it's kind of funny when we see people pop up with these issues like two and three weeks down the road and then they just hammer and hammer and hammer and hammer and hammer until the game is ruined for everybody. It's not even issues with the game or whatever. It's just that people are starting to see things after they got something new. It's no different from you buying a new TV. It's no different from buying a car. It's no different buying clothes. It's no different from, I I hate to say it like this, it's no different from dating somebody. Yeah. You know, it's going to be all cool until after the fifth or sixth time you've seen them, you're like, oh, she really has the gap in her teeth. You know what I'm saying? It's like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? It's like, Listen, these games are meant to be played, and I'm having a blast. Let me tell you something, and this is another reason I never told you this. It's a reason why I bought VC for this game, and that's not to support microtransactions and loot boxes. That's a whole different story for another day. Every single game, and it never failed me, every single game I put money into, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Uncharted 2, I bought a bunch of DLC for that with my own money. Uncharted, not Uncharted, but Resident Evil 5, I put a bunch of uh, money into that. Had fun with it. I platinum both of those games on PlayStation 3. It was just that fun. Battlefield 4, I bought all the premium packages to that shit. Still the best shooter out there in my opinion. Pound for pound and all the content you get and all the other stuff that you you get to play and the experience of actually playing in a military style shooter. I love Insurgency. Don't get me wrong. I love Insurgency. But nothing is topping Battlefield 4 as of right now. No, of course not. Put plenty of money into that. Matter of fact, I bought premium on PS4. I bought premium on Xbox One. And I bought premium on PC. Don't regret it at all. Um, There's other games. Forza. Forza 5. Bought all the DLC. The game passed to that. I got every car on Forza 5. I hate the fact that the game had DLC. Because Forza 4 didn't have it. But I bought all that. I look. I'm like at level probably 65 on that game. <laughs> I see, even though Forza 6 and 7 has come out, I still play Forza 5 to this day. I love the, like every game I threw money at, 
I have not been disappointed. And it, it's sad, but it's true. And as of right now, 2K19, I've always been against. I'm not buying VC. I bought VC one time, and I think me and you bought it was 2K16. We bought like $20 worth or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was cool, but this is the first time I actually went in. I mean, I, I'll put it like this. And I haven't told you this either. I still have about... I probably still have about 350,000 VC left. <laughs> that's hilarious. Now I'm saying I still have about, about 350,000 VC left. That, that's how much VC I have. And on top of me buying the game at, you know, the, 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 the deluxe edition. I, I told y'all this like months ago, I was going to go in and I did. And I, I'm having fun with the game. I really am. So it's like, I get it where people are coming from with, you know, how they feel about these games. But I, I'm, I'm just trying to have a blast. And I, I can't lie. I am. I just want to see what people bitch about when Red Dead Redemption comes out. Oh, Lord. Speaking of that, I might end up getting Black Ops 4. Don't don't judge me. Bro, there's nothing to judge you about. I mean, they have the PUBG mode in there. I've, I've been playing that shit. When the beta came out, I played that, like, so Yo, much, dude. A lot of people have been telling I've been getting messages on Steam. Like, people were telling me, like, the guys I run with on Insurgency, there's like, look, we're buying Insurgency Sandstorm, the new the new Insurgency coming out. They're buying that, and they're buying um Black they're buying um Black Ops Four to, to to team up, and they're asking me to come run with them, and I'm like, it's it's Call of Duty, you know what I'm saying, bro? <laughs> like, but that's the thing, it's like Call no, of Duty doesn't have you know destructible environments so much, but but the thing the thing about it, Bills, when guys who play sim shooters like Insurgency are telling me to play this game. It's something about it, cause I mean they've been it's playing. It's a fun the factor. I'm saying it's it, it's a beta, and these sim guys, and I'm, and I'm not I'm not talking about like these sim guys that do this only in 2K8 stuff. I'm talking about real sim people who like are really into simulation military style shooters, like Insurgency or Armor or whatever. They're telling me to go play this game, so I know it got something. It's something there. Something is there. Nah, it's it's fun as hell, bro. It really is. They so, took everything in PUBG and they made it better somehow yeah r.i.p pubg did you know oh, it was done i mean battlefield and battlefield is yeah, a wrap no battlefield is about to do it. battlefield is doing it um call of duty yeah battlefield's doing it. call of duty's doing it fortnite's already been doing it and then red dead redemption is about to have their version of it really yeah oh, that, red dead redemption has it then it's definitely a wrap it's a wrap it's a wrap pubg it was nice knowing you they they're, they're like that they're like that game that came out with the concept and everybody like perfected it Literally, yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's like it's crazy. Um, what else you want to talk about? We're gonna close it out now. Like I, I'm gonna give a reason why we're gonna start closing it out now. But now, uh, yeah, go ahead. Anything you want to add, or we just go from there? Now we covered everything. All right. Yeah, we we pretty much did. And, and to be honest, uh, I think we did a pretty good job as usual. Great, great, great episode. Um, I'm planning on uh, expanding the podcast beyond SoundCloud. I'm not gonna get into it, but. I'm a, uh, addition by subtraction, and uh, m- more or less, like, w- the last few episodes have been small because it was just me, but when the whole gang is here, we end up pushing almost two hours. Um, I understand people have lives. I understand people have things to do. Some people are going to and from work, or they're just going out and doing things. I want to confine it to around the 45-minute to an hour mark, so addition by subtraction. So we're going to do a more of a structured format, and... Um, there's a reasoning behind that, which I don't want to speak on right now, but 
just trust and believe bigger and better things are coming not only just for the podcast but the the members of the podcast too because we're, we're really trying to take this to another level beyond what you see here on youtube and fortunately and hopefully beyond soundcloud if you haven't checked us out on soundcloud go ahead and follow us on soundcloud i'll have the link in the description so where you can go and check that out as well and um so you don't have to be using up all your data on youtube trying to listen to us so you can just go there and it'll be it'll be there for you as well um, we're definitely going to confine to and we're going to just hit our topics and go um, not too much of the slander of certain people who deserve it. Um, we're 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 kind of getting out of the business of that. If you really want to see that, just catch us on Twitter and VF Baller Bills Bills Fourth because that it's not going to stop there. But as far as the quality of the podcast, um, anybody got a problem or people are doing stupid shit, yeah, we're gonna call them out on it. <laughs> so, um, anything else you want to add? Nah, I mean, um, that's it. Yeah, he said that's it. Um, that's all we got. I mean, that's it's pretty, pretty straightforward. Um, you know, just hopefully all y'all come with us on this journey to um our next venture. Yeah, because we're definitely going to um we're definitely pushing towards that. So I don't have anything else. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. You know, do like, dislike, follow us on here, um, subscribe here, hit us up on SoundCloud, and we'll have bigger and better things in the future as soon as those things are locked down. Hope you guys enjoyed. Peace.